the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Perspective is a valuable thing. It gives you a different view and greater clarity oftentimes on something that you believed or something that you experienced. I shared with you yesterday at the outset of a Monday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show that I spent Sunday with a bunch of really great people who care deeply about their children's education in the Olentangy School District. I told you I was meeting with some patriots and wonderful, loyal Americans. It only became clear to me last night that I was instead meeting with a bunch of domestic terrorists. Imagine my surprise. That is where we begin a Tuesday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. A wash in sarcasm. Laughing at the absurdity of what our Department of (coughs) Justice says is its new agenda to police parents. Yes! Now the face of white supremacy and domestic terrorism in the United States is the face of the mom and the dad sitting proudly in the stands at football and soccer games and in the auditorium watching their son or daughter sing or perform in the school play or band. That is what we have to watch out for. Not riots in the streets. Not the murder rate that's up 30%. Not runaway inflation. And the efforts to spend our grandchildren's money faster than the government can print it. No, what we have to worry about are moms and dads at school board meetings. That is what our Attorney General, Merrick Garland, believes and unfortunately has the power to make happen. Um, This reminds me of something I told my (laughs) patriotic Americans slash fellow domestic terrorists at our meeting in the Olentangy District on Sunday. And I quoted the Japanese Admiral Yamamoto, who got very encouraging reports of the initial attack on Pearl Harbor. And his response, rather than to chortle with his fellow naval officers over what they all thought in the room was the demise of the United States of America, Admiral Yamamoto said, I fear that all that we have done is awaken a sleeping giant and fill him with a terrible resolve. That's what I see when I look across the landscape of Loudoun, Virginia, Olentangy local school district, 
Upper Arlington School Board. That's what I see when I look across the country. And I see videos of parents pounding the table, fully awake, fully engaged, fully aware, yeah, and sometimes fully angry over what school boards are allowing their administrators and teachers to do to their kids. Merrick Garland wants to put a stop to all that because the National Association of School Boards is uh, not happy about you showing up at meetings, brandishing signs, things like uh, no CRT in schools, parents' choice, accountability, things like that. No. Uh, The Department of Justice, it says in the release, will mobilize the FBI in response to a spike in harassment, intimidation, and threats of violence against school board members across the country. Mm. Okay, now listen. I do not sanction violence. In fact, I was certain to mention to the people that I met with on Sunday is that we don't fight the way the evil people fight because we don't have to, because we have merit, we have ideas, we have logic on our side. They don't. They know they don't. That's why you never see their advocates in a mixed forum of people who believe differently than they do, arguing the merits of their case, because Ibram X. Kendi knows he can't argue effectively against a Ben Shapiro, against a Chris Rufo, against a Matt Walsh. No, no, they don't engage in arguments because they know they cannot win arguments. I encourage every school board candidate who comes to me and impresses upon me their desire to stand strong for students to educate themselves on the issues Know what you believe, know why you believe it, be able to articulate why you believe it, and you will find that the other side is left, most of the time, just speechless. They don't know how to respond. Speak from your heart. Tell why you care so much about kids. This initiative by the Department of Justice is meant to scare you. It is meant to retard your enthusiasm. It is a very thinly veiled threat against you. Now, it's one to be taken seriously because there are people still locked up who are accused of being insurrectionists who are nothing more than people who trespassed and took selfies in the Capitol on January the 6th. Were they wrong to trespass? Yes. Have they essentially been given a death penalty for a parking ticket? Yes. Were there some people on January the 6th who were way out of line and committed violent acts and deserved to be in prison? Yes. Yes, but two things can be true. In fact, multiple things can be true. In fact, nuance applies to all situations. People who entered the Capitol on January 6th, some of them did terribly bad things. People who go to school board meetings and issue threats against school board members, some of them are doing Bad things that are against the law, and they probably should be penalized for it. But the lion's share of people who walked into the Capitol on January 6th were just like, well, I guess guess we're going in. Like, let's go. No one stopped them at the door and said, hey, by the way, when you cross the threshold, you're committing a federal crime, and you're going to be in solitary confinement for the next six months. And we're going to cost you your job and your livelihood and make your life a living hell. Now, would you like to go in? Because if they had the clarity in that moment, I believe most of them would say, no, that's, that's, not the, that's not the point I'm trying to make. Likewise, people who go to school board meetings are not there to threaten school board members. They are there to indicate to school board members, hey, 
don't try to twist the mind of my child on things that are beyond your expertise and beyond the license I give you to teach my student. Science, math, reading, writing, okay. Racism, not okay. Hands off my child's brain. Hands off my child's values. There is nothing wrong with a parent who is deeply invested in their child. In fact, there is something wrong with a parent who isn't. That's how kids end up dysfunctional and unloved. And all the things that grow off of that lack of love and discipline. So, don't allow this DOJ threat, and that's exactly what it is. It is a threat. Don't allow it to disarm you. Allow it to focus you. Give them nothing to work with. Because here's the truth of the scared, frightened, evil people who want to steal your kids away from you and cram down transgender ideology and sexual confusion and critical race theory nonsense. Here's the cold, hard truth about them. They're cowards. You don't need to be at a school board meeting shouting and screaming to scare them. You just need to be there. You just need to be there, look them dead in the eye, and show them that terrible resolve that they have filled you with. One of our favorite activities here on the Bruce Hooley Show is to take a news story from our local uh, excuse for a nonpartisan news source, the Columbus Dispatch, and read through the story with you and point out uh, the hidden agenda in the words and the way they are chosen to make the conservative position look evil and terrible and bad and nasty. And how the Democratic position, the leftist position, is treated uh, with velvet gloves. We will do that at 1133 today. So uh, call it Journalism 101, uh, a lesson in fairness. So it's a nostalgic lesson, an antiquated lesson, because that does not apply anymore at the Columbus Dispatch. Uh, Let me share with you two tweets from two powerful voices in conservative media about the Department of Justice initiative to scare parents into no longer showing up at school board meetings and holding school boards accountable for critical race theory and um, sexual mind-bending instruction like Sintero, an organization locally supported by Adam H. under the guise of mental health. Uh, Lara Logan of Fox says of the Justice Department announcement, you can smell the fear in this. Further confirmation, those in power really, really fear the power of we the people standing together, united. This is not the action of a government secure in its position. Like everything evil, tyranny comes from weakness, not strength. She's right about that. That's why I say go to school board meetings, stand there, state your case clearly, defiantly, concisely, and boldly. But don't threaten anyone physically. You know, it's interesting... I don't think the Justice Department came into Worthington when school board member Sam Shim 
disparaged people there who just merely disagreed with him as Nazis. Is Sam Shim in the crosshairs of Merrick Garland's Justice Department? Well, if he is, I've not heard of it. Uh, Matt Walsh of The Daily Wire notes the dichotomy in the treatment of leftists and how parents are being targeted by the Justice Department. He says, leftist activists can come to your house with bullhorns. That happened to Josh Hawley, Senator. Film you in the bathroom. That happened to Senator Kristen Sinema. Loot your business. That happened everywhere this summer. Burn police stations. Portland, Minneapolis, many other places. The FBI does nothing. But if conservative parents raise their voices at a school board meeting, they're hunted down as terrorists. The law, Matt Walsh notes, is dead. Yeah, it is. And you have a partisan hack like Merrick Garland in charge of it. Thank goodness Merrick Garland did not get on the Supreme Court. We never would have gotten rid of him. We will get rid of him as the uh, attorney general in the fall of 2024. He will be gone. Now, speaking of gone, I think Dr. Bruce Vanderhoff is tired of being the uh, state health director because I don't think this is on message. He says the COVID numbers in Ohio give him, quote, a little ray of sunshine and that COVID infections have, quote, crested and are on their way down. Bruce, there's not nearly enough doom and gloom in that statement. (laughs) He says, uh, over the past two weeks, the rate of onset cases per 100,000 people was its lowest in a month and the 12th straight day of the decline since the Delta wave peaked on September the 21st. The Ohio Department of Health reports that uh, new cases every day peaked on September the 10th and weekly cases peaked the next week. Here's the quote from Dr. Vanderhoff. When I look at the daily case reports, if not every day, then nearly every day for the last seven or eight days was less than its comparable day the week before. That to me was a little ray of sunshine that said, maybe we've hit the top. Now, this is a national trend. The New York Times uh, said yesterday that COVID-19 is, quote, in retreat in the U.S. And cases have dropped 35% since the 1st of September. Scott Gottlieb, who I can't tell if he's a good guy or a bad guy, a doomsayer or a truth teller. Scott Gottlieb, he's kind of all over the map, which, you know, I mean, I suppose when you're on the board at Pfizer and you're also a former FDA commissioner, you probably do learn how to straddle the line. He says, barring something unexpected, he believes Delta is the last major wave of infection. I wouldn't say that if I were you, Dr. Gottlieb. Better check with me first. Vanderhoff adds, I think we're all hoping that indeed this is the last great wave. If it is, I think that will be because of the continued growth and the outstanding protection afforded by vaccination. Yes, of course. Of course it's provided by vaccination, not by natural immunity, not by the fact that this just really is survivable for 99.9 plus percent of the population. U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention says 76% of eligible Americans 12 and older have received at least one dose of the coronavirus vaccine. That's a pretty high number. 76%. So three quarters have gotten vaccinated, okay? Vaccine supposedly works, right? Vaccine, 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 vaccine. Natural immunity, would that apply to 
don't know, 20 or more percent of the population? Yes. See, they could dispose of this as a pandemic in the next minute if they would add in natural immunity to vaccination rate and say, it's over, folks. It's going to be around. You're going to maybe get it, struggle with it a little bit. We've got therapeutics. Merck is coming out with a new pill. Same as the old pill, only this pill, they have a patent on it. They can make a lot of money on it, so we'll prescribe it. Uh, whatever. Whatever. But that's where we are. Now, this next story is not a surprise to me, but it reminds me of an old joke. It's a poll from the University of Virginia that says 52% of Trump voters and 41% of Biden voters would support splitting the country along political lines. They want to live like two separate countries. So what's the old joke this reminds me of? This reminds me of the old joke of the guy stranded on a desert island. Okay, He's all alone on the desert island. And one day, a ship sees the island and sails to the island, and it's there to, to rescue him. And the captain of the ship sees three huts on the island. And he says, what's this hut? And the guy says, that's my hut. That's where I live. He says, what's that other hut over there? He says, that's my church. He says, oh, what's the third hut? And the guy says, that's my old church. I had to stop going there because I disagreed with everyone. Get it? He's on a desert island. See, this is what would happen if we split into two countries. Then eventually, what, 240 years later, we'd have to split into four countries. And in another 240 years, we'd have to split into eight countries. Because that's just the fallen condition of human beings. No, we have to work out our differences or find common ground. We used to have that when we had the United States of America. Flaws and all. Commitment to life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. But now, it is hard to bridge the gaps when one half of the country says, follow the science, follow it, on COVID, and the other half of the country goes, follow the science on babies in the womb. When one half of the country says, Follow the science on male and female. And the other half of the country says, no, 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 no. Follow your feelings. There's myriad genders out there. Yes, we're going to have to find a way to bridge those gaps. And we're not going to get it done by screaming and yelling, nor by threatening and scaring. And I wish... Joe Biden and his Justice Department would figure that out, but they're not going to because they love power more than they love serving. But we don't want to split into two countries. We tried that. Eleven states seceded from the Union in 1861, and we ended up with 620,000 Americans dying in the Civil War. So we don't want that. And imagine... Our weapons were so primitive then. Imagine how many die now. So uh, I once thought we would never bother ourselves to get off the couch long enough and pause our Netflix subscription to fight about anything. But now I can see it happening. 
And this act by the Justice Department to threaten parents, the most noble force in society is a parent protecting their child. I sometimes wonder if the party in power is poking people, trying to inspire in them violence and unrest to prove their point. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 